Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hi, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 213 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on October 29th, 2020. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Uh, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete. Kevin. What, what's going on, my friend? How, what, what's going on over in New Jersey? It's raining. Oh, darn. That stinks. Um, I took a trip up to New Jersey recently and dropped in and saw you there at Rogue Comics, that mecca yes, you of did. geek heaven. Uh, I didn't even recognize you at first because you had a mask on. And I don't recognize everybody with their masks. Right. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, was, that was funny. You were like, oh, hey, like like I was a customer and I was just like, it's it's me. Uh, but the the store looks amazing. Like after you oh, did all you. of the um, the renovate, like you like renovated it while it was closed and it just looks so good. Um, you know, only only thing that happened to me, you know, in New Jersey was I gained 10 pounds. There you go. Mom's yeah. cooking. Nope. 10 pounds of gold. Oh, uh, I'm holding. You guys can't see. I'm holding up my UWA Elite Championship belt because um, the Dark Angel Vincent Valentine became the UWA Elite uh, Champion over last. That's weekend. pretty impressive. So yeah, I am uh, very happy with with this. Um, it was like a 17. You know, like ever since I started in wrestling, I wanted somebody to put that trust in me, and you know, it happened, and I'm very excited about it. Um, and we have a show coming up on November 7th, if anyone's in the New Jersey area. It's going to be South River, New Jersey, another outdoor socially distanced mask uh, required show. And I will be defending that championship in the confines of a 15 foot high steel cage. Wow. Yeah. A fatal four way steel cage match. Vincent Valentine defends against One Fit Wonder Mike Seaway, Brandon the Bull, and the New York Trip Matt Vertigo. Very exciting stuff. But uh, we are here to talk about Disney. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the news brought to you, as always, by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney for you at, for Disney vacation for you at no additional cost. You can always find Dave at uh, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Send him an email. Shoot him a call. Um, he's happy to book your trip for you. Now, you are you you are going on a Dave Weikert book, uh, book trip next week, right? I believe I am. And let me tell you, Dave completely saved my bacon okay. this weekend. Just, just, I, I can't sing Dave's praises enough, but I hit like a panic moment in a trip that like, I don't think I've ever hit one before. I was doing some finagling and like, I was trying to figure something out and right. um, almost got myself in a little bit of trouble where I wouldn't be able to fix something on a trip. And I was like, I had already called Heather and been like, listen, I think I messed this up pretty bad. And I got a hold of Dave and like a puzzle, Dave was able to fit the pieces perfectly and actually oh, wow. made it work. I, I'm telling you, I cannot thank Dave enough for fixing this. It was important. That is a, that is an impressive, um, 
you know, uh, you know, Dave Weikert moment there. I'm very, very happy to hear that. Yeah, sometimes it's like it's good to have like a even someone to bounce an idea off of, let alone right. the fact that he actually fixed this for me. Right. Well, so, you know, me. he's also like he's been to every restaurant, he stayed in every resort. Like, you know, Dave's right. the guy to to go to for this stuff. Uh, all right. So, ready to get into the worldwide news? We got quite a lot. Let's do it. All right. So again, we have to kind of get through some bad news before we can get into like, you know, more hopeful news. Uh, Seems to be a 2020 norm. I know. The uh, Walt Disney World character and entertainment departments were absolutely decimated and demolished uh, this week by layoffs. Uh, Layoff notices have gone out to thousands of Walt Disney World entertainment cast members, reducing the department to just a handful of performers that cover the current minimal entertainment offerings. All seasonal and part-time character performers have been let go, which include those with decades of experience at meet and greets and character dining. Many full-time workers, including some who have already returned to work and have been part of the reopening cavalcades, have been relocated to attractions and custodial roles. Outside of the character performer layoffs, the vast majority of Walt Disney World's equity performers have also been notified of layoff. This includes performers at Festival of the Lion King, Beauty and the Beast Live on Stage, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, The Citizens of Hollywood, Streetmosphere, The Green Army Men from Toy Story Land, Finding Nemo the Musical, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, The Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor, Citizens of Main Street, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, and The Hoop Doo Review. Uh, The Actors' Equity Association, the National Labor Union that represents professional actors and stage managers in live theater, released the following statement after signing a memorandum of understanding with Walt Disney World regarding the layoffs. Uh, Our hearts go out to all the cast members at Walt Disney World, said said Kate Schindel, the president of the Actors' Equity Association. Disney has made it clear that our members would face work reductions since they announced layoffs of nearly 28,000 employees. That does not make this news any less painful. These reductions are another tragic reminder that until the virus is brought under control with a national strategy for mass testing and contact tracing, everyone who works in the arts needs help uh, like extended pandemic unemployment insurance and federal COBRA health insurance subsidies. Before the pandemic, about 780 equity members were employed at Walt Disney World, either full-time, part-time, or seasonally. About 60 are currently working or able to return in the park now. Uh, 720 equity member workers have now been laid off, according to the new agreement with Disney. These laid-off members maintain recall rights until the end of 2021, however. Uh, While there has been no timetable for a return of character meet-and-greets and live shows, the deep cuts to the entertainment department now make it extremely difficult to resume these types of offerings. There has been talk among some performers of a possible recasting for shows in the middle of 2021, but nothing official at this point. The layoffs come as part of the decision to lay off 28,000 workers from Disney's domestic theme parks to control costs during the COVID-19 crisis. Cuts have been made across the board, including at the resorts, restaurants, transportation, DVC, back of the house, and administration. So, Pete... There you go. Yeah. So many of the character performers and entertainment performers who have brought magic to all of our trips are now seeing their dream ended. Um, at least temporarily, hopefully. I mean, it would be wonderful if the vast majority of them are brought back. It's hard. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. And yeah. I try and look at things from a business point of view sometimes, and I understand if they're not you know, being utilized because they're unable to be, how do you, you know, how do you keep this many people employed? I, I get that. And in my brain, I'm like, oh, but when the time comes, like, you know, let's just bring those people back. But I mean, people have to survive. They have to get, yeah, they job. have to move on. Like, and, and, you know, you know, it's, it's not the luxury of just being like, sure, we'll bring you back in a year from now. Like, it's a really, 
really bad situation for everyone that loves Disney. And yes. it's just really tough. And, and even for Disney, I, I highly doubt they want to do this either. It is just a. Well, no, Disney's not sitting there like, <laughs> like, no, like they're. Um, and, you know, like, and it's hard as, as someone who is a fan of this to see this happening and still be able to, like, derive enjoyment from it. Because, like, you almost, like, I almost felt guilty being like, oh, like, doing the show and stuff like that while all these people are without a job now and, like, trying to make things sound happy. And, but then I said to myself, you know, like, you, ha- you can't, like, there are still cast members that are there. Like you got to forget about that. The only way this is going to get resolved is if people are going to the parks and are, you know, and life does get back to normal. Don't get me wrong. I recognize the situation we're in. So, yeah. And and we are not advocating everyone go run to the parks right now. (laughs) No, far from it. Do not do that. Um, Just because, you know, things are getting worse again. And, you know, we're, we're, we'll get to it later on in the show. But, you know, some Disney parks are closing again. You know, based on on what's going on, so you know, it's just it's it's a rough time period to live in. And gosh, I I I look forward to the day when you know everything's back to normal, and we kind of look back on this being like, oh man, remember how crazy that was? You know, yep. as opposed to it being reality. So, um, we got a whole new year ahead of us. Not that that really like changes things for anyone like in the calendar change everyone i feel like everyone's like the second january 1st 2021 hits they're gonna be like everything's better now like no the, like well, the new year can provide some hope though i mean people get optimistic about you know what the new year might bring and this time you know we're gonna be optimistic that hopefully you know even though we won't be even close to out of the woods but maybe we will get there in 2021 yeah yeah all right um you know just to, to all of the entertainment cast members that are still there and who who were laid off thank you guys so much for just all of the wonderful memories and the and the entertainment and you character performers especially like all of the joy that you brought to so many people and we hope to see you back we really do um you know because you guys are the disney magic and you know and this goes and that's again to all of the cast members not just in entertainment that have been uh like people like the mayor of main street have been laid off like and now that guy's been there forever dude the fire marshal like these are like mainstays and i just really hope they come back i mean it's like almost the equivalent of like laying off figment i know i know people you know? people like uh but people like the main street character main street uh citizens and the citizens of hollywood i worry that they're not going to come back because they've been rumored to be on the chopping block for years now right so, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, look, I I think that you're going to get Festival of the Lion King and Finding Nemo the Musical and Beauty and the Beast live on stage back eventually. Oh, yeah. But now what's interesting is that Frozen, the Frozen sing-along, no layoffs. They're still going strong. Well, I told you this yesterday, uh, and, and I know nothing about it, but I, I think it might be like a cost of operations, demand, size of theater kind of equation. I don't know how much, like, I look at that Finding Nemo the musical, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty involved. Yeah. Like, this probably has a large group working it, you yes. know? I don't know if Frozen Sing Along does. Honestly, probably not. It probably doesn't need a huge crew. So you're probably right on that. But like Beauty and the Beast live on stage. I'm sure Beauty and the Beast live on stage has a a big crew also. But now you're talking about a demand issue. 
Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's part of the equation also. Yeah. So at studios where you have a lot of people who are like going to studios and you've seen the lines, the you know, for those attractions right now, they're probably looking for more things to put people in that, you know, will pack the houses. You know what I mean? Pack the houses like, yeah, 30 percent or whatever they can do right. um, to kind of keep that park because that's the park they're really having a problem with with the overflow. Right. right I mean, that's one place. So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's why they're doing it. You know, another thing is, like, I feel like the character, you could socially distance the actors in, in Frozen. Right. On stage, whereas, like, Indiana Jones' epic stunt spectacular, you really can't do that. Right. Uh, same with Finding Nemo. Like, like it's harder to do that when you're, you know, um, and Beauty and the Beast, because they all have to dance together and stuff. All right, so yep. an, um, moving on, um, a new look is coming for the Walt Disney World sign. Uh, I believe they're taking away the Where Dreams Come True um, uh, tagline, and they are changing the color scheme to match Cinderella Castle with gray, that deep cobalt blue, and gold accents. Okay. Now, many are wondering, okay, well, are the road signs next? Because the road signs are all purple and red and, and, and white, like the sign was, that the entrance sign was. I would assume that the road signs are, in fact, next. Well, so this is probably going to be this is going to be the scheme for a while. Yeah, like they are completely redoing the color scheme for the first time in forever. And I feel like like in a year that wasn't 2020, this would be blowing our minds and we'd be like so like over the moon about this. Right. And this is the problem that I'm having. Like I'm having a hard time like getting excited about fandom right now because of all everything going on with the company. And I like I don't really know how to resolve that. And I'm hoping that like doing the show is going to resolve it. But who knows? Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are having the same the same issue, um, but yeah, the um, the signs are changing. Oh, the signs they are a changing. And uh, Christmas week is coming, and we have new operating hours for Christmas week. Okay. Uh, so the Christmas holiday week is considered December twentieth through the through the thirtieth, and they will have the following hours. Magic Kingdom will open at eight and close at ten. Epcot will open at 10 and close at 9. Animal Kingdom will open at 7 and close at 7. Disney's Hollywood Studios will open at 9 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. And so far, New Year's Eve continues to be a non-event day with regular hours so far with no extension. But I have to assume that's going to change as we get closer. Hell no. I mean, I know I'm actually going to be in... um, I'm we're, my girlfriend and her parents and I are staying at uh, Saratoga Springs uh, for New Year's Eve. Okay. Which is I I don't know if we're going to the parks. Honestly, I don't. I I I'm a hundred. Like I'm not sure. It might not. Like I feel like that might be not a good day to go to the parks. But I think it, it might just be a cool day to like hang out at the pool for New Year's Eve. You know, in a, in a controlled environment where you don't have to worry about driving home with drunk people on the road. Like driving at New Year's right. Eve has always been like a real fear of mine. Oh, I completely understand. Um, and I, like, I really don't get New Year's Eve. Like, I'm not like a, a crazy New Year's Eve person. I'm just kind of like exhausted because I go so like I jump in with both feet for Christmas, right? That I'm just kind of like, oh man, like now you want me to do another holiday that's like kind of meaningless? Like, I just it I, is funny. I, I as someone who doesn't drink, I would never really ever like partied on New Year's Eve. So I pretty much spent like 15 to. You know, I mean, geez, I've been my wife for that long, but 15 to 20, like not really doing New Year's Eve. Right. And then 
every year like since then with having kids it's become much more of like just like a family holiday for us like stay up late and like Mm -hmm. you know do stuff we always go out and have a nice dinner right yeah i don't really i've never done new year's eve probably in the way people are supposed to do new year's eve i don't quite get it but that's just me remind me later um I have to tell you a couple New Year's Eve stories that feature some of your favorite aspects of of what my life used to be like. Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> remind me later, and I will tell you some some good New Year's Eve stories. Okay. Um, Canada has extended its travel restrictions uh, until at least November twenty first. So, adding to like my the Canada no, Pavilion, just Canada the country. Oh, okay. Adding to my like to to my woe a little bit here is that Disney is void of Canadians, the greatest people in the world. And, right. um, you know, Canada is a key international market for Florida. And while Disney World of Canadians making up 25% of international visitors to Florida in 2019, the travel ban extent- extension will continue to impact Walt Disney World's recovery from the COVID-19 shutdown and subsequent reopening that began in July 2020. Combined with the U.S. restrictions on entry to the country for Europeans, Walt Disney World has very little opportunity to see any international visitors through the remainder of the year. Uh, now, in, in further news, U.S. officials are trying to open travel with the United Kingdom by the end of 2020. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the U.S. is aiming to open travel between the U.S. and the U.K. with shortened quarantine periods before the end of the year. According to the report, passengers would be tested before their flight and on arrival, avoiding lengthy quarantines at their destinations. What would make this possible is the increasing availability of rapid COVID-19 tests and a desire for both countries to bring back vacation and business routes, a critical part of the economy. The initial route would be London to New York City, and then I guess from New York City to Orlando. This would obviously be a significant development for Walt Disney World, which which would see the return of heavy spending visitors from the United Kingdom. Um, yeah, I mean, like, the international market is just dried up, so... Uh, virtual queue boarding groups might be expanding in Walt Disney World coming up, which we talked about this recently, and I thought this was going to happen. Um, as attendance continues to rise and physical distancing remains a necessity, queue space is becoming a problem at a number of attractions. Now, this, th- by the way, this is taken from WDWMagic.com, which is where I get all my news from. Lines are frequently overspilling into walkways and extending far beyond the normal queue area. Disney has successfully managed the demand for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance with its virtual queue and may soon deploy the system at other attractions. We understand the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run at Hollywood Studios and the Jungle Cruise at the Magic Kingdom are two of the attractions that may join the system. As think about the Jungle Cruise line, I mean, well, yeah, it's very hard to distance in that that thing. It is very hard, and I like because at first I was like Jungle Cruise, like why not Space Mountain? But then I realized that like no, like this makes sense. Yep. Um, as with Rise of the Resistance, guests would use the My Disney Experience app to join the virtual queue to be given a return time to join the physical queue. Demand for Rise of the Resistance means that virtual queues typically reach capacity within 10 seconds of it opening, although it would seem unlikely that other attractions would reach capacity that quickly. Um, so with the Jungle Cruise, you know, in theory, becoming the Jingle Cruise again very soon. I mean, I think the virtual queue might be a good, you know, a good idea here. How do you do it, though? Would it just be a virtual queue that's open all day? I mean, like you think about Rise of Resistance and that's like. Well, if Rise of the Resistance didn't fill up, you'd be able to join it at your leisure. Right. The problem is it fills up in 10 seconds, which, by the way, you've got to be so stressed about that. I am and I'm not. Have you heard the new news about Rise of Resistance? No. Okay, so they have put the plexiglass in the cars. 
Okay. So now they're going to do two boarding parties per group as opposed to the one they were doing. Okay. And apparently after they opened with the two parties per, the virtual boarding, which they can now have so many more people in, lasted five minutes. Really? Yep. Well, I believe that was yesterday or the day before yesterday. All right. Well, you are going to have to be my guinea pig on this because I am not planning on going to Hollywood Studios anytime soon. Yeah, I, I let me tell you, I'm I am not gonna lie, I am nervous about it, but uh, I just want to get my son on this ride. That's all I really want. Yeah, I mean, you want to get yourself on this ride too because it's that's true, amazing. Um, Park Pass has been extended into 2022. But before we get into that, what what other attractions do you think they should institute virtual queue for? Just based on online or on like time, both. I mean, time. Flight of Passage? You know, I'll tell you why I don't think Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage line is beautiful, and I can see them spacing that line perfectly. Yeah. You're not really doubling up on anyone. It's one continuous long line. Navi River Journey? Yeah. I'm listen, I'm still amazed so many people want to go on it. Yeah. I <laughs> Whenever I see that thing have a crazy weight, I'm like, do they know what they're getting? Like, I'm not Most of the time, sure. no. They don't understand that it's two and a half minutes of no story. Um, I mean, Mickey and Minnie's? Runaway Railway? Yeah, I could see yeah. that because that queue is is brutal, especially in the summer. It was brutal, dude. Yeah, because I mean, I don't. I haven't been on that and yet. Uncovered and oh, man, was that bad. Right. That was yeah. bad, bad, bad. Um, Yeah, I could see them doing that. Uh, Slinky Dog Dash, I could see them doing. Listen, I would love a virtual queue for any of the Epcot biggies. I mean, you want to give me a test track virtual queue? I'm in. I, you think that's needed? I don't know. I don't think that's needed. I don't think any of the Epcot attractions, except for maybe like Frozen, would would need it. Right. Uh, especially because like with wait times that I've seen while being there, like even on a weekend, like I'm still walking on to Soren pretty much. Right. Um. But uh, Magic Kingdom, like I feel like the mountains could like like um, Snow White, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, I think needs it. Yeah. Um, I would say Space Mountain probably needs it because that queue spills out into Tomorrowland. Right, we've seen that. Uh, like just thinking off the top of my head, I haven't seen like Splash Mountain spill out too far, which surprises me to be honest. Um, and it's not just that there's so many people trying to go in; it's that because they have to space everyone out, it's yep. going to extend so much further out. So I think that, I mean, also why not at this point just bring Fast Pass back? Yeah, I don't know what the rationale is for that, but. Do you think maybe they're phasing know. it out, or do you think like when they bring it back, it'll be like a premium service? Oh, that'd be a bad look. That'd be really bad, right? That'd be a bad look. You finally bring Fast Pass back, but now you have to pay for it. Oh, well, that wouldn't that wouldn't go over well. Yeah, that would not go over well at all. Um, the so the park pass system has been extended into 2022. Uh, that is the reservation system for going to parks, which means park hopping is not coming back anytime soon. Uh, the system, which was introduced to manage capacity for the reopening of Walt Disney World following the COVID-19 shutdown, now has availability through January 14th, 2022. The previous latest bookable date was September 26, 2021. COVID-19 conditions continue to be at high levels throughout the U.S. and Florida, and Disney CEO Bob Chappick has recently stated that the parks will remain at a reduced capacity. Resort news. Disney's All-Star Movies Resort is reopening in February. Okay. Will reopen February 9th, 2021. The resort shut down in the original COVID-19 closure, and uh, no reopening date is available yet for the other all-star resorts. 
So movies is, I guess, going to be the pilot program to bring the all-star resorts back. Reservations are now being accepted. Um, at the at the following resort hotels, Bay Lake Tower, Boulder Ridge Villas, Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Village, Villas Kadani Village, Disney's Beach Club uh, Villas, Disney's Boardwalk Villas, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort, Disney's Contemporary Resort, Coronado Springs, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, Old Key West Resort, Polynesian Villas and Bungalows, Pop Century Resort, Riviera Resort, Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa, Yacht Club Resort, and the villas at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So, yeah, those are the the open resorts at the moment. All right. Uh, we got some uh, we got some Disney Springs news. Uh, Lucky Brand has closed. That was one of the uh, stores that originally opened along with the Town Center expansion. And they did reopen as part of the phase reopening at Disney Springs, but closed permanently on October 25th. All right, before we hop into the parks, we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network. We're going to be back with uh, more of the news uh, coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. you got to pack everything up. you got to figure out where you're eating. you got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in in 2008, and in that time, has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. 
Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and Friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! This is Bill Farmer and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. And we are back with more of the news. Uh, ready to jump into the Magic Kingdom news? Let's do it. Brought to you by our friends over at KingdomStrollers.com for all your crib and stroller rental needs in the Orlando area. Uh, the Tron light cycle is not likely to open in 2021. Did you hear about this? I did not. Yes, this was meant to be like the centerpiece of the 50th anniversary celebration. Yeah. Uh, now, according to a post on the WW Magic forums from a reliable poster who was involved in the supply chain for the construction of the coaster, construction will come to a halt at the end of the year and will not resume until October 2021. What? Yes. The plan is to complete the exterior canopies prior to the halt in construction, which will at least provide a visually clean sightline at the back of Tomorrowland. Numerous factors have contributed to the likely delay in opening. Construction came to a complete halt during the initial COVID-19 outbreak, and although it has resumed, COVID-19 physical spacing for workers has greatly reduced the number of people on site. Disney is also seeking to minimize expenditure during this time and would like to see a return to a more stable financial picture. It now is a tw- It is now rumored to have a 2022 opening, but we have not heard official word from Disney on this yet. Wow. 
No word on whether or not the same thing is true of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. But, I mean, that's a serious blow to the 50th anniversary. Yeah, I mean, it almost makes you wonder like how big this 50th anniversary is really going to be. I but... don't think it's going to be big at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, I was really gearing myself up for Tron, though. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, I mean, like, to, to halt construction for a year. Yeah, it's wild. That is wild. Um, Epcot news. The friendship boats are are returning as of November November 1st. So, okay, that's good. Yeah, when you're here, the friendship boat service will be back. Available from the Epcot area resort hotels to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Um, the included in the service will be Disney's Yacht and Beach Club, Disney's Boardwalk, and the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin. So, basically, it's resuming normal operations. Operations begin one hour before park opening for Hollywood Studios and 30 minutes prior to opening for Epcot. At the end of the day, the boats will run until one hour after the regular park close. This will come as welcome for, uh, news for guests staying at these hotels, with the boat service being a popular perk of staying at the Epcot area resort hotels. Boat service at these hotels has been unavailable since the phased reopening of Walt Disney World that began in July of 2020. Uh, Inter- Taste of International Food and Wine Festival now has an end date. Before now, it was just kind of said it will extend into the fall, but now we know that it is coming to an end on, on November 22nd. Huh, okay. Yeah. And that's because details have been announced for the Taste of Festival of the Holidays. The Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays gets underway on November 27th, 2020. So a five-day layover between the two festivals here. See, who says that Epcot has festivals all the time now? There are, there's, there's, there's a whole there's five, five days. days. There's a whole yep. five days. Come on, people. Um <sighs> So it starts on November 27th at Epcot, offering a physically distanced, modified version of the park's normal festivities. As previously announced, there is going to be no candlelight processional, holiday fireworks show, or holiday storytellers. At this year's festival, however, holiday kitchens are making a return throughout World Showcase, including three kitchens inside World Showplace Events Pavilion. Festival favorites include the slow-roasted turkey from the American Holiday Table, pork schnitzel, at the Bavaria Holiday Kitchen, or the beef bourguignon from the Yukon Holiday Kitchen. Uh, Voices of Liberty will share favorite carols at the America Gardens Theater, and Mariachi Cobre will bring to life Las Posadas, a celebration of Mexican holiday customs throughout the, throughout the through music and dance. Over at the Canada Pavilion, the Jammeters will perform at the Mill Stage, Joyful, a celebration of the season, will bring R&B, gospel, contemporary, and traditional Christmas and holiday music to World Showplace. Um, the Cavalcades will get a seasonal overlay with Queen Anna and Elsa in the Frozen Holiday Promenade, or Promenade, whatever you want to say. Mickey and his pals on the Mickey and Friends Holiday World Tour, and Santa Claus will appear on a grand horse-drawn tour around World Showcase. So there you go. The Holiday Cookie Stroll returns this year, where you can purchase any five cookies from participating holiday kitchens and finish your journey with a sixth complimentary cookie if you bought all of the five. Finally, and new for this year, is Olaf's Holiday Tradition Expedition, a festive adventure around World Showcase to round up holiday traditions Olaf misplaces. You can purchase the expedition map at Mouse Gear, Disney Traders, or World Traveler at International Gateway and then look for hidden Olaf's throughout World Showcase pavilions. Once you find them all, you receive a gift worth melting for while supplies last. Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays presented by Advent Health takes place on November 27th to December 30th, 2020, and is included with regular theme park admission. Uh, so the Olaf thing, I mean, it's a lot like the, you know, they do the, fe- the, the, the hunts on all of the festivals now, the scavenger hunts. Right. You know, for the, um, 
it's it's Spike the Bee for um the Garden Flower and Garden Festival. It is um Remy for International Food and Wine Festival, and um we'll be hearing a little bit more about what what's coming uh for other festivals later in this news segment. Disney is now taking over the Morocco Pavilion. No, this is not a an armed um occupation here (laughs) according to a statement issued by the disney food blog disney will take over operations of the morocco pavilion at epcot from the existing operating participant uh jackie waller vp of communications at walt disney world resort and rashid chufani and rashid layazidi operating participants of the morocco pavilion stated after many years of working together we have mutually agreed to an arrangement to begin the process of transitioning operations of the Morocco Pavilion to Disney. By the end of the year, Disney will assume operations of this important part of Epcot, and under Disney's operation, the pavilion will continue to honor the rich traditions and legacy it has since it's open. Now, the Marrakesh Moroccan Restaurant LLC company, which is the current operator of the pavilion's dining and merchandise locations, has been hit hard during COVID-19 and the subsequent phase reopening. In particular, the Tangerine Cafe closed shortly after it reopened. Many of the Epcot Pavilion restaurants and stores are operated by third-party participants, including those found at China, Mexico, Japan, France, and Italy. So the third-party company is leaving, and Disney is taking over operations. I wonder if you're going to see any changes, or if they're going to keep like because Morocco, the Morocco Pavilion is like very strictly like kept to Moroccan tradition. I can't imagine Disney would venture so far out of that that it would be weird, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts has been announced for January. Disney has confirmed that the an abbreviated Epcot International Festival of the Arts will begin on January 8th, 2021. So about nine days between Festival of the Holidays and Festival of the Arts. Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts will include over 15 food studios serving culinary art all around World Showcase. Diverse work of Disney and other invited artists on display in marketplaces and circling World Showcase Lagoon. Special photo locations scattered around the park, a paint-by-numbers mural that serves as a collaborative art project for all. Performances by by favorite Epcot musical artists, Mariachi Cobra and the Jammeters. A scavenger hunt as you search for figment around World Showcase. I'm very excited for that. That sounds cool. I, I will do that one. Festival-exclusive merchandise, but unfortunately, the popular Broadway concert series is not a part of the plans. And the festival will run from January 8th to February 22nd, 2021. All right, ready for Animal Kingdom news? We got some good news here. Oh, good. I like good news. A baby rhino has been born, and it is adorable. A baby I white. I saw the pictures. Yes, a baby white rhino. This is an endangered species. Uh, as uh, our buddy Trace said in the uh, Two Men in the Mouse Facebook discussion group, we love Hoot Gibson here, but we love baby animals just a little bit more. Uh, and you know, an endangered white rhino being born. This is the 11th white rhino birth at Walt Disney World. So that's a pretty big deal. After a 16-month pregnancy, the male calf weighing approximately 150 pounds was born to mom, Kendi, who was the first rhino born at Disney's Animal Kingdom back in 1999. That's an interesting wow. little factoid there. According to the park, the calf and mother are doing well under the keeper's watchful eyes. The yet-to-be-named rhino is expected to join the crash which is what you call a group of rhinos. It's a very apropos name. Um, on the theme park's Kilimanjaro Safari Savannah in the coming weeks. So wow. that'll be something to look out for. A little really bit of rhino. cool. Yep, very, very happy about this. Kendi was paired with Dad Dugan, or Duggan. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to assume Dugan, because Dum Dum Dugan. 
through one of the species survival plans overseen by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums to ensure the responsible breeding of the endangered species. The animal care team is also caring for two other rhinos expected to give birth in 2021. This is especially significant as white rhinos, the world's second largest land animal, are an endangered species with a near-threatened status. So, baby Hmm. rhinos. Yeah, a group of rhinos are called a crash which I thought was interesting. I actually heard a new one recently about uh, what a group of zebras are called. Oh, I want to say you told me this. What is it? A dazzle. Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. That's like, how does everyone ask this information that everyone doesn't know? Um, that's right up there with a murder of crows. Yep. Uh, so no Hollywood Studios news this week for once, which is strange. Uh, but we do have some outside Walt Disney World news, and that is that Disneyland Paris is going to close once again. Uh, Disneyland Paris will close again as the French government orders a lockdown to contain a recent surge of COVID-19. In line with the latest direction from the French authorities, Disneyland Paris will be closing end of day on October 29th. In anticipation of celebrating the Christmas holiday season, we'll be taking reservations from December 19th. Interesting. So they think they're going to be reopened that fast. So they'll be taking reservations from December 19th to January 3rd and hope to be open based on prevailing conditions and government guidance at that time. Disneyland Paris will be closed from January 4th through February 12th. Disneyland Paris reopened from the original COVID-19 shutdown on July 15th, 2020, at the same time as Walt Disney World. The phase reopening began with Disneyland Park, Walt, Dis- Walt Disney Studios Park, Disney's Newport Bay Club Hotel, and Disney Village. Now, obviously, the question here becomes, do you think we will ever, we will ever get to the point where things become so bad that they close the U.S. parks again? Or, um, I guess, mean, close Walt Disney World again, because right, Disneyland's right. still not open. I, I mean, geez, I hope not. I mean, my optimism uh, says no. Yeah, I mean, look, the U.S. is a much different atmosphere than other countries, I, I think, in terms of this kind of thing. I'm trying to be very, like, careful in how I, like, say this, but I don't see Walt Disney World closing. Yeah, listen... Disney World's also like a freight train. That That is not, and you remember this from the first closure. It's not just like, hey, we're going to close tomorrow. It doesn't, it is a much harder thing to close, yeah. you know, than you think it is. Right. So, right, way harder than something like Disneyland Paris would be. Right. I mean, I've always heard, like, it's always kind of been a joke that Disneyland Paris, like, doesn't do very well. Like, like as far as like crowds go and like making money well because it didn't do well for a while in the beginning and they, that always that stigma kind of stuck with yeah it. when it was euro disneyland right it, yep. like when they they did the thing that said hello itchy and scratchy my children need one so when i saw the like disneyland paris to close i was like oh my god is it really like i thought it was like like we're shutting down this park forever um <laughs> But then when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, okay, it's another temporary closure. But yeah, I just, I don't foresee that happening in, in the U.S., specifically in Florida. Um, I don't either. Which, I mean, and, and I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I'm not going to venture an opinion on that. But um, yeah, that stinks for Disneyland Paris fans. Yeah, you know, hopefully this is just a short closure. and Yeah, yeah, hopefully they're, they're back open for Christmas, so... Um, I'm very excited for Christmas stuff to hit, for the decorations to hit. You know, obviously it's going to be a much different Christmas season in Walt Disney World. But uh, all right. You know what? I want to close on something fun. Um, I want to hear what you're thinking about Mandalorian season two. Oh, I'm pretty excited about it. God, I'm so excited. It comes out tomorrow, which I mean, tomorrow, I know it'll be like today when this episode airs because I'm releasing it tomorrow. Um, 
because I have like a bunch of stuff that I have to get done today and I don't have time to edit it. But um Oh man, I just re have you rebinged? Uh I've I mean I've watched it about three times, so I actually watched it about a month or two ago. Yeah, I just I just rebinged it and um oh man. I mean like I really thought maybe like the second time around it wasn't gonna be as good, but it, no, it's it, great. it was better. It was better the second time around. I love this show so, so much. And like I really hope that like they don't try to go too overboard with trying to like connect it to the sequel movies and stuff like that. Like somebody was like, You're gonna find out how Palpatine survived in the Mandalorian, which I'm like, No, no, we're not. Oh, I don't think they're gonna connect it at all. Yeah. Like somebody was like, You're, you're gonna get like <coughs> answers and I'm like, Oh, okay. So J.J. Abrams wrote a hack story with no idea how the Emperor survived and was just like, hey, Favreau and Filoni, you figure it out. No, I mean, obviously, Filoni's connecting this much more to Clone Wars than anything else. Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, Very curious how who Sasha Banks is playing. Yeah, I think she's Sabine. Everyone said that, but a lot of sources have pretty much come out and said she's not Sabine. She's either Sabine or she's some kind of Jedi. That's what people think, that maybe she's like some form of like low-level Jedi working with our beloved Ahsoka. Oh, I can't wait to see Ahsoka. Now, has Disney, I don't think, has Disney confirmed Ahsoka, or is no. that just like fan stuff? No, there's no confirmation. And I'm hearing all sorts of things from... I heard, you know, people saying like she is like barely a cameo in this season i kind of refuse to believe that too only because we're so far out from the potential of an ahsoka show i mean even if today they were like we're gonna start filming it you're still so far away from it i don't think they'd want to do like just like a literal walk by um and you don't get you don't get get rosario dawson to do a walk by right so i am curious to see how much ahsoka we actually get but well i mean it has pretty much been confirmed that boba fett is going to be in multiple episodes yeah okay so because so the actor that plays Django Fett slash Boba Fett his his studio like his agency that represents him like got overzealous and added that he was playing Boba Fett in Mandalorian season two with all of these different directors so everybody was like oh okay so Boba Fett's in season two and you're gonna have all of these because I I mean all that I want from this season is Boba Fett to be the big bad because the Empire because Moff Gideon has put a bounty on the child and on Mando and fresh out of the Sarlacc, Boba's like, I got this. Well, I think you're going to see all that Cobb Vanth stuff in the first episode. The what? Cobb Vanth. Which one was Cobb Vanth? Um, he's Timothy Oliphant. Do you know who Timothy Oliphant is? He's I an actor. Not. He's going to play Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth kind of has been rumored to be the guy who finds Boba Fett's armor. Oh, so I think you, oh he was the other Boba Fett. See- you might see someone wearing Boba Fett, and this is speculation. You might see someone wearing Boba Fett's armor who is not Boba Fett. Well, my, so. so my friend also has a theory that the the actor is not playing Boba Fett; he's playing Captain Rex. Well, we thought that too because Filoni on his um, Twitter page had put up a piece of concept art right around the same time that this got kind of announced that he was going to be on the show. That was Ahsoka and Rex riding what looked like dewbacks okay so yes i mean i gotta be honest with you i prefer to see captain rex than see boba fett and i, I want to see mando crazy, versus boba fett like i, I really... think you're gonna get that eventually but that i don't think you're really getting that in season two they've really i mean we've barely even touched uh you know the dark saber and stuff 
I can't see a big Mando Boba Fett thing even remotely happening in this well, season. Well, do you remember in the eight, like the like the the Ming Na Wen episode on Tatooine, which I yeah, mean, who doesn't remember that? There's that figure that walks up to her. Everyone, yeah. so one of my friends was like, "That was confirmed to be Boba Fett." And I'm like, "Confirmed?" Like I don't remember anyone. It is has that. not been confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it is Boba Fett. I mean, yeah, that's it's very possible that that's Boba Fett. Um, I thought it was Cad Bane because the legs were kind of skinny. No, you hear like the kind of robotic jingle almost that you got from Empire. I think that was kind of like a nod yeah. to the fact that it is Boba Fett. Okay, yeah, yeah, the the Spurs, like the cowboy Spurs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I think it's probably Boba Fett, and I'm all I'm here for it. I'm a whole. I'm wholly here for more Boba Fett stuff. Uh, I also want to see how he got out of the Sarlacc. Like, yeah, I hope they explain it. Could you imagine if it's like, how'd you get out of the star? Like, the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense out of you. That's just how we explain these things that we don't want to explain in <laughs> Star Wars. You know, in one of the books that came out supporting, I don't know, maybe it was Force Awakens. I, I, I don't read all the books, but I this is what I do for a living is just talk Star Wars stuff with people. Uh-huh. There, in one of the books, they talk about the fact that um the jawas i believe have boba fett's armor and helmet and you actually see it in the trailer uh yeah that might be a thing that might be a thing if you slow the trailer that one scene um mandalorian is riding that bike and on the back looks like boba fett's armor and interesting helmet interesting I'll, i'll send you the picture you know what would be interesting also is if it, like he thinks he's found Boba Fett and like gets the armor for him, but it's actually just a clone that's saying it's Boba Fett. Well, I think that you're going to see that with the Cobb Vance stuff. You think Cobb Vance is a clone? No, I think he's going to kind of portray like he's Boba Fett, but he isn't. And then the real Boba Fett will come back and, and put a boot up him. Let's hope. Well, I mean, in the old Legends lore, Boba Fett eventually becomes Mandalore. Right. Which isn't, I mean, I would like to see them get into, like, they mentioned Mandal- They mentioned Mandalore the Ultimate, I think, in the last... Although in the old lore, Boba Fett's not even a Mandalorian, but we've now thrown that off. Ooh, yeah, I mean, Boba Fett and Jango, I think, are now in, in current canon confirmed to be Mandalorians. Right. Uh, remember, it's not a race, Peter Mandal, it is a creed. I know, still. Um, But the, um, I don't know if it was Mandalore the Ultimate that they mentioned. It was it was Mandalore the something, because they mentioned the war, they mentioned the Mandalorian Wars. Which that got everyone being like, Revan is still canon. I would love to see Revan one day. Dude, this might be how they do it. Like how they just like let you know that Revan is still canon. Like if they're like, you know, because they'll mention the Mandalorian Wars now that they're kind of getting into the lore of the Jedi. And they'll be like, you know, Mandalore the Ultimate was defeated by a Jedi named Revan. Right. I mean, like, that's the way to bring him back. Um Oh, I'm just so excited for Mandalorian. I'm so so excited. I'm I'm gonna watch it first thing in the morning. I am texting you this picture right now. Oh, of the Jawas. Of, uh, it is a it is a still from the trailer with the Jaw. You know, I only watched the trailer no, the, one the time. The Jawa stuff was in the book. Okay. Yeah, I only watched the trailer one time, so um, I didn't really. Like, oh, dude, you would have had to. You would have had to watch it in slow motion. Uh, what do we got here? Oh yeah, that does look like Boba Fett. That does look like Boba Fett's armor on the back of the swoop bike. I know, right? Yeah. Oh wow, that's definitely Boba Fett's armor. Holy hell! 
Ugh, I love Mando so much. I mean, I like Mando more than Boba Fett at this point. Oh yeah, come on, Mando's awesome. Like Mando won Mando won me over by the end of the first or second episode. And like I had been a Boba Fett fan for for years, but like I still can't believe that they didn't put Boba Fett into the solo movie. I'm pretty sure he was probably like, we'll put him in solo too, because that's gonna be a thing that happens. Um well, don't ever say that around Nolan. Nolan's dream is solo too. I know. Um I think solo could you could do a season of a solo like Disney you're Plus gonna series. get all, you're gonna get all that solo stuff on Disney Plus eventually. I it really, I solo, really but... hope so. Um, yeah. But I also think that uh, the Obi Wan series. There's only one thing that I want, and this will be the last thing before we end. All I want is live action Hondo in the Obi Wan series. Um, I would like that also. Like, but I mean, still voiced by Jim Cummings, obviously. Yeah, right. But like Obi Wan, like. Obi-Wan's like walking around like he has to like get something and all of a sudden you just hear Kenobi because like I love Hondo with Obi-Wan like they're hysterical together um and now that Hondo is like oh okay and so really last thing do you think it's going to be the Kenobi show or do you think the Mandalorian season two which one goes to Batu first you mean Mandalorian season three uh neither you don't think either of them are going to go to Batu? I don't. Uh, I think you're going to see Black Spire Outpost in in something official Star Wars canon soon. It's been the comics, yeah, but I think you're going to see it in something that people are actually going to know exists. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I mean, just because something's been in the co- like, nothing irritates me more than the fact that the Darth Maul son of Dathomir um, arc was put into comic book form because they didn't think the Clone Wars was getting another season. Right. And so like now Darth Maul in the final season of Clone Wars is just kind of like not with the, not like imprisoned by the empire anymore. Right. Or the Confederacy or whatever. All right. So you ready to, you ready to, uh, to end up for this week? Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for two men in the mass this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you are, if you are going to be in the Cranford area, please check out our buddy, Peter Mandel at his store. The new and improved Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. And of course, folks, if you're planning a trip to any Disney property or Universal property in the world, contact our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Reach out to him on Facebook uh, or send an email to DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. If you're renting a crib or stroller on your vacation, check out Kingdom Strollers for all of your crib and stroller rental needs in the Orlando area. And, of course, folks, please check out the Morty Monster YouTube channel. We've got new videos coming out. He just went to uh, Pandora recently. We're going to have a series of Halloween videos coming out this week as well uh, before we gear up for Morty Monster Christmas time. Uh, so very, very excited for that. Please check that out at YouTube.com slash Morty Monster. If you want to see um, what I've been up to wrestling-wise, you can always go to UWAElite.com or you can subscribe to the UWA Elite Network, which has all of the shows that I've been on. Uh, that is six ninety nine a month, or you, and you can also get a free seven day trial for it. And my books are still available on Amazon. You can go to Amazon, type in Kevin J. Kessel, find the Ross and Annie series, uh, which has now two books: Ross and Annie and Ross and Annie Decimation, Decimation of Cassid, available in audiobook form. A lot of people have said that they wanted audiobooks, and here they are. the The next one is being worked on uh, by the narrator as we speak. And, uh, and of course, also Winters of Elnor, Birth of the Dark Angel, which is also going to be getting an audiobook very soon. All right, that does it for, uh, again for this week. Any closing words? 
Well, I won't be around next week, but hopefully right. shortly thereafter. Yes, yes. Hope you enjoy your trip, my friend. And folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.